Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What, where are you going next? You have two picks in a row. I think we need uh, a defenseman. Yeah. He, there's, on, there's only a handful of them here. Right. We're going to go with Rasmus Dahlin. Oh, filthy. Ah. Nobody breaks ankles like Rasmus Dahlin at the blue line. This guy is like a young Allen Iverson. He is filthy. He'll join a strong offensive juggernaut right now. Buffalo Sabres defenseman Rasmus Dahlin playing with Team McDavid. Yes. He'll be with uh, former Sabres Sam Reinhardt. Who's having such a good year. I want yep. to check. How many I goals does he have this year so 35? far? Thirty-five. Oh boy, that 34? is that is quite a bit. That is quite um, a bit. I'm guessing that Mc, I'm guessing Darlene is going to have like six assists to Reinhardt. Oh man, he has thirty-seven goals. Thirty-seven. Wow. He picked oh, it up. Oh baby, that's crazy. Wow. He, also, he's I would like be a fifty goals. I'd like to point out that last night during that draft, they were playing songs after each pick, and it was like the same song, like songs for the teams. Yeah. Um, for Nathan McKinnon's team, his celebrity all-star that's with him is Tate McRae, and she is a up-and-coming pop star, whatever. From Canada, right? From Canada. Yeah. Um, and apparently she's very big into hockey. I mean, she's from Canada, so, like, everyone from Canada is. It but, feels like it's part of the culture, yeah. But, like, I guess some of her music is, like, hockey-based or something. I don't know. Um, I don't really know her that well. But one of her song, like, her main song was their draft song, and I was listening to that pick this morning with... Darlene from McDavid's team. I'm pretty sure that McDavid's team song was higher by Creed. Okay. And that is great, just leaning into the meme. I love yeah. it. Because that song has become such a great meme over the past like four mm-hmm. months. And it's the best thing ever. And, and and it's usually like sports that are utilizing it, which is just it's awesome. I love it. I just wanted to point that out because I could hear it like underneath. <laughs> I feel like I'm having fun with it. I'm having fun with it. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. We've got Bob in Blaisdell. Bob, good morning. How are we doing today? Good. How are you? Doing very well. I have a couple questions on the Sabres. I, I'm more than frustrated with, with not seeing the playoffs for so long, but I, I don't understand why Yuri Kulik has not got a shot with the Sabres this year. I think that he, it by far, is their best prospect. And do you think they'll do anything at the trade deadline? Um, Kevin Adams has just kind of been asleep at the wheel. I haven't really mm-hmm. seen anything from him in so long. And they talked about the Sabre prospect pool being the best in, in hockey for, for the last few years. You haven't heard that the last two. Mm-hmm. Just wondering your thoughts. Yeah, Bob, thanks for the call. Um I, I wish I was going to sound positive here. I really I'm gonna hey, tr- I'm gonna try to not it. feel negative. It's Friday. Don't do that. I said last night on the nightcap. I I'm, I'm not ready for my time of peace to come to an end with the Sabers. I've like kind of enjoyed them not playing because I'm so I'm just I'm so done with them. And every time I watch them, I just get frustrated. And it's stuff like what Bob's saying, where Quinn goes down, 
He's out for at least eight weeks. It, it doesn't look to be an Achilles injury again. I, I don't know if it's ever been confirmed, but I know Lance Lasowski's of the Buffalo News, his for initial report said that it did not appear to be uh, the Achilles. It did look to be just lower body, but not there, which is which is fantastic. But I, I think the caller's right. Like, w- why are we not calling up Yuri Kulik or Isak Rosan or, or any of these young guys who are faster, add a scoring touch, do anything other than just not anything? which seemingly is half the roster. They just aren't doing anything. The power play is a disaster. It's inactive. Like, it's, it's just, just there. It's not NHL caliber. You know, it's it's funny. We were Before we went on air, Sneaky Joe got me going on a little bit of a hockey rant, and then it's kind of died down, and now I can feel it like and now it's coming back. building back up. Because one of the things he said to me was that Tage Thompson's shooting percentage on the power play, or scoring percentage on the power play with, with his shots, I think, I think it was went from 22% last year to like 4% this year. It's because he's the only it's, option. They have not touched anything with the power play other than, oh, I mean, Tage is going to be open on the one-timer. No, he's uh, not. Except he's not. <laughs> like, like, except everyone figured that out. And you have, and granted, I know he's been out for most of the year. You have an elite shooter in Jack Quinn. You have an elite shooter in Yuri Kulik who's in the AHL. Like, if your whole thing is, let's get it to the guy that can shoot well, Put some more guys that can shoot well on your power play. Don't have just Tage Thompson there. And, and yeah, you know, Alex Tuck, he's got a good shot. And, and Dylan Cousins, he can do it too. Those guys are your net front presence. Mm-hmm. They're your get in your face and, and cause a problem in front of the net. Yep. And then you have someone like Jeff Skinner out there too. I love Jeff Skinner on the power play, but he's not a shooter. Yeah. He's a passer, and he's a skill guy, and he's like that little guy that gets all of a sudden – Squeaks he, in and he, gets the rebound. Yeah, he gets scrappy goals and stuff yeah. like that. But so you have that issue, and then what Bob brought up too, like it, like the trade deadline. Are they going to do anything? Probably not. There is there is movement. Apparently, there is a trade about to happen. There's not full details yet. Uh, Pierre LeBrun tweeted it out about 30 minutes ago. Um, still not finalized. Details still working out. But all indications are that the Montreal Canadiens are trading Sean Monahan to the Winnipeg Jets. Monahan, to me, it's. You don't know what you have there because he's been hurt a lot of the past few years. Mm-hmm. But it's a trade, and it's a. it used to be a pretty big name. He was relevant for a long time in Calgary. Gets hurt, gets sent to Montreal, kind of has a little bit of a comeback. But, again, you don't really know what you're getting there, but at the same time, it's a trade. I just and I, it's I, something I, I look that's at this. I look at this league, and it's not even just the Sabres. It does feel it's like – everybody. It, yeah, it feels like NHL GMs don't want to do anything. They just nope. want to draft guys and then keep the prospects there and then not really doing anything. And then there's a few teams that want to get a little aggressive. Like, we were taking calls yesterday on Show with the Bulldog about teams you hate. You know, there doesn't have to be even a good reason. Like, just teams you hate, you know, all that stuff. The entirety of the NHL for never making a trade. Well, so, and someone brought up the fact that they were talking about the Vegas Golden Knights. They, they just, they don't like them. They, they, they did not like them because they went to the finals their first year. They didn't like them because of all that stuff. And it was like, all right, I can understand that. You know why I like the Vegas Golden Knights? They're willing to do things. They're aggressive. They're willing to be aggressive to yeah. get to a cup. Look, did they get an unfair advantage the, in year one? Yeah, no one denies that. Okay, wait, hold on. No, they did not have an unfair advantage because every team knew what was going to happen. Every team knew, hey, we're going to pick your players that you leave unprotected. Like, that's going to happen. Wait, it, I mean, I mean, it was it was a bad system because it would have allowed Vegas to leapfrog a ton of teams because they're going to get a ton of talent that not, has been stockpiled. Not necessarily. If you're those teams, you have to evaluate your talent better. Florida traded them a pick to take Jonathan Marcheseau. Florida gave mm-hmm. them two That's right. players That's right. and a pick. And it ended up being two of the key pieces for the team. It was Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau. 
That's right. That's right. Just so they wouldn't take. I don't even know who it was. It was some guy that's not even on their team anymore. A, I think it was. A, a I, think it was I think it was Oliver Ackman Larson. He's not oh, even boy. on their team anymore. And and it's that was the problem with with Vegas or not the problem. That was the problem with the rest of the league when Vegas came into the league. They knew how to evaluate talent. Mm-hmm. And on some of them, yes, they got lucky. William Carlson. No one or knew who he was. exploded into, what, a 40-goal score yeah. that first year he, in Vegas? He, he was insane his first year. And same, really hasn't been Alex, that guy since. No, and, and yeah, and same with Alex Tuck. Like they, yeah. the, Those were two guys where, said, yeah, you got lucky. But there were other moves that you look at at that expansion draft, and it's like, what the what was the rest of the league doing? I just, yeah, so I, I look at, like, I'm just, I like that Vegas got a taste of the cup and went, no, we're doing everything we can to get there. Yep. If that includes firing coaches, fine. If that includes trading guys that maybe we consider, you know, key pieces, fine. They traded their first ever draft pick for Max Pacioretty. Yeah. Like they they were there to make moves. And where I look at the Sabres, uh our own Brayton Wilson, who does a lot of draft coverage for the NHL. Mm-hmm. And and we'll jump on you know, here to talk about that and everything. He's been talking to us off air about a player he'd love to see the Sabres go get. Lowen O'Connor, a yes. third-line winger on the Colorado Avalanche, having a very good year, career year on the third line for Colorado. Only at, like, I think 27 points. But as someone who's fast as hell and is producing on a third line, could absolutely jump in on that kid's line because, you know, the Sabres are relatively a slower team. Mm-hmm. And it's, it feels like the Sabres aren't going to do anything. We'll just hear the same song and dance of, well, you know, the young guys are coming up. You know, we're, we're, going, we're going through growing pains and all that stuff. Phenomenal. Great. Are we going to keep doing this for 15 years? Right. Like you have when to stop you growing anything? up. You have to stop growing up eventually and retain the guys that have grown up with you. It's not even, it's not even when are we going to start growing up. I mean, we're, Josh, we're going to a certain point. You got to trade Skinner. He's not going to be good when you get good. Mm-hmm. Likely. Tuck is 28 years old. I, don't are, you start are you with be a, me on him. But no, no. but in all seriousness, going to be a playoff <laughs> don't team. Don't you go like, there. <laughs> but are you going to be a playoff team when he's 31, 32, and all of a sudden you're kind of sitting there going, eh, all right, you're kind of at the at the tail end here. But, but What are we doing with Krebs? Not, What's his point on this team? Not necessarily with Tuck yet because because you look at a lot of the players in the NHL right now, they're getting into their primes at 26, 27. Yeah. And their primes last most of them until thirty four. They're last. They're lasting a little bit longer. But then you even add in the fact that, like, what was the point of bringing back Kyle Oposo and Zemek Skurinsons? What are we doing here? Right. This it's not a serious organization until proven otherwise. The Sabers are not a serious organization. They're just not. They don't make trades. Sure, the drafting has been fun, but it's because they're garbage. So they have early picks. So we get excited about their draft picks. And and, and some of the some of the late round picks too have been great. Pickups statistically yeah, fine, and, and they're analytically figuring out how to draft. You've been yeah, bad for ten right. years. It, it'd be probably a good thing to pick up. Well, it's because you hired the right scouts. They actually started scouting again in Russia, which is you know there's an untapped potential they, there with that players. For years, right? And and yeah, there's all the stuff going on in the world with that. So you, you, there's that side of things, but mm-hmm. it's more so the fact of the matter is that they're branching out and they're and they're building on stuff like that but they haven't built in any other department besides I mean, analytics I mean, that's, that's and scouting that's all they've done that is all they've done use, they use don't what you're do anything else yeah like use what you're learning in those departments and in the first year where they had real honest expectations not like oh we made a few good moves let's see what happens i mean last season was garbage but we made fun moves so let's see what happens mm-hmm. you were one point out of a playoff spot last year and your additions were Keeping a Poso and Gergensons and two defensemen, one of which is I don't care that he's a number one overall pick. He never really did anything for Colorado. He was not or St. Louis or St. Louis, and a guy in Boston who was riding the bench by the end of the year. Yep. 
And he was kind of riding the coattails of well, what and we then, see, and what then we see now. Goaltender, your planet goaltender was to have Devin Levi, who played half of the games. Ryan Miller did when he won all his awards in college. You got it, baby. We're going to throw you right in there. Have all the expectations in the world thrown at you, but we're going to throw you in there. We went to a game not that long ago, Josh, a few weeks ago. The Seattle game. Seattle game. And watching fans, I mean, just go after Levi. Yeah. Multiple fans. Yeah. And my immediate thought was, this is on the Sabres. You threw a 21-year-old kid in there with six games of NHL experience and said, figure it out. Go do it. W- w- honestly, what was your plan there? Honestly. It's why most of us during the offseason, after having the fun expectations, once the offseason began, we all were sitting there going, I don't love that. What are we doing? What is happening? Be willing to move off some of these picks. I've said it for weeks now. Matthew Savoy, what is he still doing in this organization? He will never find a spot on this roster. You've drafted too many forwards. There are too many talented forwards. And to make matters worse for him, the year after you drafted him, you drafted another player from his organization who was better and younger. Yeah. At the same time. He literally position. drafted his line mate. Yeah. Who was better and younger. Yeah. What is he still doing here? The his other, value is only going to deteriorate as we keep going. The one thing I will say about the goaltending thing, and I, I was kind of on the same boat of like we should probably the Sabres should probably, you know, like we are looking at it as fans saying, yep. Hey, this is a little, a little weird here. And the one thing though was the the free agent market for goaltenders was not good, and if no. you're trying and, and then also like trying to force a trade for a goaltender that will be good can be difficult. It's very it. difficult, and you're probably going to give up a lot. You're really going to get a guy that's at the end of his prime, and and you know you're probably still going to give up too much for him because that team's going to be like, well, you know, he's realistically he's a what they should have done was always Levi will start in Rochester. It will be Ukopeka, Lukin, and Eric Comrie. That is what we're going to ride with. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Most fans do know the goaltending market is bad. It's yeah. more the fact of it seems like they don't know what they're doing with Levi. Right now, he's with Rochester because Rochester doesn't have this week off. They keep going. And there there has been, like, it's weird. Like, on Twitter, you'll see, like, one guy's reporting. or one People are talking. Not even really reporting. It's just people are talking about, oh, well, he's going to stay in Rochester. No, he's going to come back. And it's like, okay, what's going to happen here? Like, he's going to come back after the All-Star break, or is he going to stay there? Like, it, it, I would like him to stay in Rochester. Mm-hmm. I think that would be I mean, a smart choice. Would. And if you go on a run somehow, if you go on a run, because Lukanen has been great in these back, not back to backs, but like every other game where you have three games in four days, Lukanen has been great in those positions. Mm-hmm. If you can get him to continue that, and then you just have Eric Comrie here for like, hey, a game or two, we got to have you in there. We got to just give Lukanen a break. And you go on a run, then you bring Levi back up. He's built up his confidence in Rochester, he's played great. And then you, you continue your little whatever is happening at that point. If you don't go on a run, you leave him in Rochester. You you see if he can help them get to some sort of a playoff spot. I don't even know if they're anywhere close to a playoff spot. I don't think they are. Uh, they, Ten points away from Detroit, I believe. No, 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 no. It's Rochester. Oh, Rochester, Rochester. Rochester didn't start out great this year. But, no, they did not. But my point being, though, is 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 Levi having just games under his belt or mm-hmm. is, the, is the important part right now. It's not NHL games. It's just playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the thing is with goalies is it they they age like wine because they take so long because you don't get them every single game. 
It's not like Zach Benson where he's playing every night and then, oh, hey, you've been playing every night for a month and you're 18 years old. We're going to give you a night off now, but you're going to play again tomorrow. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Got it. Good luck. But that's why those players develop faster because they play every single night. They It's a different position too, so it's you know it's completely different development. But I just look at it and it's – it's it's head scratching on one end, but on the other end, like I said before, you, what other options did you have at goaltender? You're going to throw Eric Comrie in there and well, expect I, to make I, the playoffs? That's the thing. Like there wasn't really many options. It was just it, it felt like their 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 entire plan was it's going to be Levi. Like it felt like they were comfortable with that. That that was more my issue. Is that it, it felt like they were very comfortable with it being I'm, Levi. I'm all for confidence too and being comfortable, but once you see that it's not working. You got to be able to pivot. You have to, yeah. And like, again, you have to have confidence in your guys. But when you when you first sent him down, mm-hmm. they said they had a conversation with him. It went great. He was really excited about it. Whatever, optimistic, confident, whatever. That there's there's your answer. Like it would have you would have seen right there. Hey, there was going to be no issue if we sent him down. Cool. Mm-hmm. See you next year. Like if you if you play great and we need somebody, you're coming up. Obviously, but. Yeah, like I don't know. I just I I, I don't know what they're gonna do going forward now because you look at what this could have done to his development compared to what Rochester could have done, and I wonder what that would have looked like. Mm -hmm. But this is your bed. You you made it. You got to lay in it, and you figure it out from here. And it's just it feels like we are spinning our wheels. We're going nowhere, and we just as fans, it's again, it's just it it's it's a very toxic relationship. For all the goodwill they built up last year, they burnt it to the ground. Because even last year, they couldn't stop a puck from going to the back of the net. At least they were scoring. And they decided to change the entire premise of what their team is built off of in an off season, And then didn't pivot until basically the season was all but dead for you. It just... it And I get it. You were dealing with injuries. Jack Quinn getting hurt in the offseason didn't help. But pivoting off of that to focus almost, it felt like solely on defense. And then have it look like no one knows what they're doing which I do blame on coaching, it's it's alarming what has happened with the Sabres. It's why we take calls about people wanting to see Granado fired or Adams do something or be fired. There's a reason why. It just I, I get it. You don't want to change again, but you can understand why people are frustrated. You can understand where it's coming from. And I also don't want to say it's not the players. There's no reason why how many games in a row does it feel like they start down 2 nothing, Bang. Or they start out great and then they fall off by the third period. Tie, game is tied, and then oh, you lost it with a minute to go. Yeah, because they don't know how to. That drag hasn't a game. happened as much this but year. They don't, but, but they, but even when they're losing, they don't know how to drag a game to overtime just to get a loser point. They didn't last year. They still don't this year. They are currently, yeah, ten points out. You were right. I thought it was nine, Toronto, but it is. It is from Detroit. It is ten. There are Sabers are at forty-eight points. Detroit and Toronto are both at fifty-eight. So got ground to make up. And it's just it likely I not going to happen. I I think they'll make it close again, but I don't think I don't know if they'll get there. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Going to turn the page here after a quick timeout. We're going to go to college football, where UB head coach Pete Lembo will join the show. He took over that role late in January. We'll get a word from him, kind of what his plans are for the program going forward. This is his return to the MAC, as he was head coach at Ball State for five seasons before making the jump down south Memphis. Uh, uh, last stop being in South Carolina and such. We'll hear from him after a quick timeout. Zach Jones, Josh Mitt filling in here on the Extra Point Show, and you're listening to WGR.